Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Connor Peters Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening today. So I bring Aaron in on the special edition. Uh, today it's going to be part one of Connor's Coaching Corner. For those of you that don't know, I am coaching a youth AYSO soccer team out here in Long Beach. And I had my first game this weekend. Uh, game was a blast. Kids are great to work with. The problem, though, are all the stupid rules that don't have anything to do with soccer that are getting in the way of the kids just having fun and enjoying themselves and being crazy good at the sport. Um, so I tell this whole story to Aaron. We walk through it um, and then just kind of discuss what needs to change going forward, what we like about esports, but why people are just so uptight about youth sports now these days. So it's a great episode. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Another episode of Connor Peters Podcast. I'm here with recurring guest Aaron Rucker again, and we've got a really special segment for you today. Uh, Aaron, uh, I brought you in because yesterday I had a small situation with my AYSO soccer game, and I found out a bunch of different rules and new sports. And as someone who is very competitive within uh, your own sport, uh, basketball and then playing baseball, um, I just wanted to have you come in and just talk about youth sports and what you think is wrong with them in America now. Uh, like I always say, man, sports are a reflection of society. So the way the current climate is in youth and rec sports now, I think it's going to be trending in a very unsure direction, and I hope it gets corrected soon. But we, we can chat about your little experience that you had coaching your kids. You know, and I think it's funny because everything you said is, uh, is right and we're going to learn about society here today. So buckle in. Yes, sir. Uh, so here's uh, just to tell you guys a brief background. So I've coached uh, youth soccer previously um, with me and my brother back in uh, Amherst County where we grew up and Aaron grew up. Aaron, you, you participated in sports in Amherst County, didn't you? Absolutely, man. Great. And, and you're still – regret it. One of the best decisions of my life. <laughs> Aaron actually played uh, basketball, football, and probably could have played baseball if he really wanted to. Um, he was an actual yes. athlete. I was a soccer athlete, so I could only do soccer or track. I miss it, man. I really do. No, exactly. And we grew up playing. We actually grew up playing against each other without really realizing it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, we used to play basketball, and Aaron was just massive. At, at bat, you know, he's, Years later, we realized it. <laughs> Yeah, say yeah, exactly. Like finally, when Aaron learned how to play center, his team would start winning games. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, that's a whole other story for another game. But yeah, good memories. It is. It's fun stuff. So, um, I just want to tell everybody though about my most recent experience. So, uh, me and my brother coached the past uh, two seasons back home. Um, we coached uh, fall season, spring season. Um, had pretty good success. Uh, everything was fine. You know, it's basic rules. So. When rec soccer and rec sports in general, basically your only r- rule is you know, just get the kids to have fun, um, have them try to play the right way no matter what the sport is, and then make sure right. every kid plays half the game. Is that fair? That's totally fair. Like the if, point of rec sports is teaching. Teaching, teaching, and education and building character. No, exactly. And the truth is, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but my goal was always, hey, if the kids want to come back and play another year, I did my job right. Absolutely. 100% agree. 
So that's just kind of my mentality. And of course, we want to win games while we're in them. But at the end of the day, like it's not that serious. Um, yeah. So I out here decided uh, through the World Cup, I was like, you know, I'd really like to start coaching again. So I got back into coaching and decided to do AYSO, which is, I believe, American Youth Soccer Organization. Um, and I have a, you know, I've been coaching for a while, but honestly, the team I have now, I could kind of tell after a few practices that, well, we're going to be really good. Um, we've got a few really special kids on our team. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, and, and that's all right. Like, you have some kids that are just better. Uh, and then um, even, you know, some of the kids that are still learning, they're actually doing a great job. They hustle, they run, they do everything you can ask for, and they're trying their best to learn and play like we ask. So in soccer, it's pretty simple. We're just asking them to spread out at this age. Right, exactly. I could choose Learning to- the basics. Exactly. Like I just coach U10. I mean, some eight and nine year olds, and basically that that's all we're looking for. So on defense, you clear the ball out. Uh, when you have the ball, trying to score and attacking, you just go down the wings, cross the ball in the middle, find a teammate, and then just try you know get any part of your body on it, so you can just get it on target to go in. Okay. Um, there we go. So my experience, I had my first game yesterday, and right before the game started, I thought we were going to be pretty good. Um, I just felt like, hey, you know what? We're actually like I'm looking at the other team and they they don't look like they know what they're doing. Their coach is kind of all right, over the place. Right. He's like rolling the ball in, to him. In youth sports, you can usually tell from the get go before the game starts which team is going to win the game if it's like completely lopsided. Right, and that's like, yeah. You know, yeah. You're kind of looking at one team, looking at the other team. You're like, well. One team uh, is doing actual soccer drills, and the other team, the coach is right. just throwing the ball at him and having him kept like, you know. So, exactly. not a big deal, but um, basically, uh, here's the game starts like this. So, if for anyone unfamiliar with how AYSO does it, it honestly feels like an absolute bureaucratic nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the way you describe the whole story to me is, 100% absolutely positively on point. It's <laughs> a bureaucratic nightmare of the highest degree I've seen in athletics and rec sports. But let's remember, though, Aaron, uh, everything, it's all about the children. That's the most important part, right? It's all about the kiddos. It's all about the kids. So I just want you, that's our recurring theme here now. So starting off, uh, just to get everybody ice on the same page. So... The game uh, we're about to start, so typically you just have them line up, shin guards, cleats, all that good stuff. Well, AYSO has game cards that you have to fill out. And actually, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I forgot. You know, I just forgot to fill mine out. And and the ref starts off with me with, if you don't have that card, your team will forfeit. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's really extreme. Like, All right, and we can go back to our main point of this whole segment we're doing here. It's all about the kids, right? Right, and... I do have all the kids. You have the referee telling you that your kids won't play their game today because of something like that. Are the kids' best interests in mind? You, you know what, Aaron? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. <laughs> well, I would agree with you there, sir. And we haven't even started the game yet, so this is going to be this is going to be fun. <laughs> exactly. So, um. You know, we so I, I go and grab the game cards. I didn't fill it out, so uh, thankfully a team mom um, was like, hey, I've got the roster here. Like, I'll fill it out for you. So I was like, oh, thank you so much. So she just filled them all out. Great. Like, handed it to the ref, brought all the kids over. He checked shin guards, cleats, all that good stuff. And then in the league I'm in, you have to play 
you have to play a, a minimum of 75% of the game per kid. All right? Now, I don't know about you guys, but that that's a lot. It seems like it's a very, very stressful task on the coach to manage all the players that much. And it's just unfair for the kids that actually put in the time and take it seriously and want to play and be competitive versus the kids on a rec team who are just kind of there because it's something they want to do and not take as seriously. Well, or like parents sign them up. Right, right. It, they just want to try it out versus a kid that's like, I really want to play. I really want to do good. I love this. So, For example, in one of my – yeah. Well, and one of my other no, uh, teams, yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, one of my other teams I coached, just to make sure you know, I had a uh, situation where, hey, um, boy, I was like, hey, it's your turn to go in. And he says, do I have to go in? And it's like, okay, so a player like that would have to play 75% in this league. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, it kills me. You know, it and, really does. So. Not a big deal, but the guy's like, I need to get your starting lineup right now so we can keep track of make sure everyone's playing 75%. And I'm like, this is just, it feels like an international friendly. It's just, it's very obnoxious. Um, game hasn't started yet. Game hasn't even started, right. So I'm just like, all right, this is, this is silly. I don't, like, whatever. So I get the, bring the boys in. I coach in all, it's all boys. So it's boys league, girls league. So I coach all boys teams. So I'm like, you know, boys, come here. And. We got all that nonsense out of the way. I was like, guys, just go out there. Let's do what we practice. Spread out. If you have an opportunity to shoot, shoot the ball. I'm like, let's just score. Let's score goals. Let's have fun. That's all we're looking for. Right. Right. So we kick the ball off, um, and I've got one player. I mean, he's just he's uh, genuinely the best player I've ever seen at this age. He dribbles through everyone. Hey, hey. Um, he scores. I'm, I'm not kidding. He, I do. I, you laugh, but I actually do. <laughs> like, this kid will 100% play college at the minimum. Like, that's how good he is. Oh, wow. Like, Okay. Yeah, I saw him rain, do the rainbow like the other it. day. Yeah, like so, he scores within about ten seconds. <laughs> so, Put one in there quick. So it's one nothing to start the season within, and then the other team gets the ball. They dribble twice. We get the ball back. He crosses it to a teammate who's wide open and scores. So within about a minute, minute and a half tops, we are winning two nothing. Another one. And, and imagine that pretty much happening two more times in the next two minutes. So, within, so what you predicted pregame is basically happening. Pretty much. So I was like, well, we're winning about we're winning four nothing within, I mean, minutes. At most like five minutes. I mean, this is an absolute I think I I I started my watch, it was three and a half minutes when I saw it. I was trying to bring kids in and sub them in pretty quickly uh, because of that. So Right, right. Two things happen at that point. Uh, so one, I realized that my team is really good. Two, I realized the other team is terrible and this is gonna be a long game for them. And three, I go then to make a substitution, and the ref is like, no, 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 you aren't allowed to sub out. You only can sub at our quarter breaks. And I'm like, very, very interesting decision there. So if your team is struggling, you can't bring a player in that might be able to help your team. Right. Once again, are the kids' best interests being thought about when making decisions like this? No, it's funny you say that, Aaron, because the answer is no. Another no. (laughs) Another no, that's right. Another no. No, no. And once again, we are volunteering, and the guy was like, you know, you should do a quadrant on how, who should be playing and where and all that. And I'm like, hey, hey Bosco, um, you know, it's funny, but <laughs> that seems unnecessary. So. Very much so. Very, very much so. 
Then right after that happens, I get the referee comes over to me. And me and the ref are already on, of course, very good terms as it is. So the ref looks at me and we're just chatting. And he says, I just want to let you know, uh, if you go up by more than five at any point during the game, your team will be issued a citation. And I found that in like a match Nothing, report. No word strikes fear in a man's heart greater than the word citation. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me shake. Oh my God, it gives me just the heebie-jeebies just hearing the word citation. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. So Don't do anything wrong, you'll get a citation. I'm, on one hand, like, I'm just trying to play about the rules, right? Like, I'm learning, actually, all these administrative details today because I don't really care about them. I just care about the sport. Let's have the kids play the right way. Honestly, Um, it's very unprofessional on them not letting you know all this before the game even started. And in all fairness, right, in all fairness, like, they did send me a ton of different stuff, right? And, like, but this league, it's different. There's, like, an orange hockey line where the kids have to stand behind for goal kicks, and then they have to... uh, what else is it? They have to stand behind that for goal kicks, and then they also have to stand by, like, that's an offsides line. It, literally, it's all made up. Like, you'll go watch soccer at a professional level, and then go watch it at this level, and you're not really sure why. Like, you're like, this game's similar, but it's not the same. And it's because they want the kids to learn to play from the back and learn to pass out from the back, right? Right, right, right. Well, it's funny because I don't know about you guys, but have you ever seen a U10 team look like Barcelona? <laughs> It's not. It's not going to happen. Like these kids aren't going to be passing from the yeah. back. I can tell yeah, you how all not. all youth teams work. Even since we were playing as kids, like youth soccer works like this. You're gonna have a few kids who know what they're doing and are good. You're gonna let those exactly. kids get the ball, dribble down the side, pass to the other teammate, and have that kid go and score. That's literally what's and I going can to happen. Tell you from experience, that is a universal truth in every single rec sport that are done by kids. You're gonna have the kids that are good. And the kids that don't even care. Right. And then he said, he's like, you know what? You're going to get a report sent to you by, by head guy at headquarters. You're going to get a report and all this. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I'm a little frustrated. So I put all my, uh, some of my best players, I put them in goalie and then defense for the second quarter. And I tell them to stop scoring. We can only score, be up by more than four. And they're like, well, why? And I'm like, I don't know. It's a dumb rule. So you had to tell your team to stop scoring. Yeah, and by the way, we have 45 minutes left to play. On that. Yeah, that's true. Wait, Tell them to stop scoring. You know the thing that makes this game really fun? I need you to stop doing that. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. You know the whole point of the actual game we're playing? Do the exact opposite. To it, make the other team feel like they still have a chance at winning because it'll make them feel good. Right. So uh, we, we're just we're, we're beating the tar out of me. And, yeah, honestly, I put my kids who aren't as good up at forward and uh, – Wings and everything. But you know what? Like, I'm really proud of them because they, they went after it. They almost scored a few goals themselves. Oh, wow. So I'm just like, well, what, what else can I do? Right? And they're like, well, you can put – and the right. ref's like, well, you can put more people on defense. I'm like, oh, maybe I should put five yeah, – we play seven on seven. So put five people on defense, one person in goalie, and let one person try to run around and score. That seems like a good plan. Like, you know? <laughs> right. So it's not my uh, fault. My kids are getting back. Like growing. So yeah, I'm just I'm more now I'm getting irritated. And all the parents are on my sideline. And I'm explaining it to them. They're all they're just as mad, if not more angry than I am. So right. the other team gets a goal right before halftime. I'm not worried. Whatever. It's four to one. But it, I mean, yeah, it could have been forty to one at this point. 
Um, and the kids come over, and I'm just like, guys, you know, hey, we can score one more goal. And basically, then the other team goes down. My kids are just not interested. So the other team goes down and scores again. So it's four to two, right? And I'm like, you know what? And I, I laugh, but the other coach, I can hear them all saying, this game's not over. And I'm like, you know what? It. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What well, like, point is he trying to prove? Get a little competitive at this point. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to turn the gas back on here. So put all my good kids back in, put them at forward, and we get two goals within about a minute and a half. Uh, of course you do. So it's 6-2 to two again. Not a big deal. And uh, the game is almost over. And I'm, I'm having to have kids. I'm not kidding here. We're on breakaways. And I'm like, stop scoring. Like, pass to each other. That's how stupid this is getting. Okay? Once again, I'm going to reemphasize the points you just made here. Okay. You're telling me that these people officiating or running this league are telling you as the coach, when your team gets on a fast break, try not to score. Yes, that's correct. Okay, just making sure. Keep going. That's, yeah. Because, you know, when you play soccer at any other level or any sport for that matter, the referee's going to dictate when you can and cannot score. Sounds about, um, yeah, exact opposite of everything I've been taught playing sports, but okay. Okay, yeah, that's it. Aaron, that's because the problem is you don't care about safe play and fair play like they do. Well, matter of fact, I majored in um, sports management, took a few sports psychology classes, and I'm pretty sure that that would do more harm than good to a kid's development in and outside of sports, but that's just me. That's just just you. You're you're an anomaly here. (laughs) Right, right. Right, exactly. Just throwing that one out there. So we end up – this close to the end of the game. Uh, my kids have stopped scoring because we've stopped just everything. And uh, the ball's passed back to the other team's goalie. And I out loud and laugh like, – it's funny, but the other team's goalie is about to pick it up. And I'm like, hey, don't touch the ball. Just kick it, right? Because I'm like, I don't want this kid picking the ball up because it's, it's a penalty kick. Well, another kid on the team just goes and picks it up. He's not even the goalie. Just picks the ball up. <laughs> So it's a penalty kick. Wow. Of course. And a parent on my team, God bless them. I actually, like, all my parents are fantastic. Looks at me and says, we can't help that. And I laughed. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> correct. Exactly. Play the game better. So I put one of the kids, uh, it's his first game time ever playing. He's never really played organized soccer, right? So he just, you know, and. And he's, he's very, he works very hard. Um, and I was like, you know what? He had a really good game today. He hustled. Instead of letting the kids who've all scored score another goal, I was like, you know what? Let me have this kid just go out and shoot because I'm not going to tell him to pass the ball to the goalie. This is silly, you know? So I'm like, go for it. So right, right. my boy goes and uh, shoots and he scores. So first time he ever played, he got a goal. And I was like, guys, clap. Like, this is good. This is a good thing. We're winning 7-2, right, you, you should know? Be happy. That right. should be the highlight of the season, his first goal. That should be the whole point of you going out there is to score and have fun and do something to help your team win the game. Exactly. And, like, I was like, you guy, and, like, my team's just kind of, like, walking. I'm like, guys, smile. Like, you know what? We're, we played really well. Like, I'm really proud of how you guys are playing. I mean, we're winning 7-2, to two and it's not even that close. Uh, so, and game ends. And, uh, I mean, it's just funny because, you know, once again, this is all about the children, right? So my team tells me that they had a really fun time. And I'm like, well, good. I'm happy you had a good time. Right, because once again, was our main point of this, Connor? It's about the kids. It's about the children. A little something for the kids. Uh, yes. 
but yeah, and I was like, you know, I'm really happy you guys had a good time, like, you know, team on three, one, two, three, team. Um, but I just wanted to talk about this on air and just say how absolutely infuriating it is to have an organization run by adults act like children. Yes, and the adults are supposed to be teaching and guiding these children to be better athletes and better people on and off the field. That's the whole purpose of rec league sports. I completely agree. That's and the point of this whole thing. And it's I that's that's I guess the real point. So I'm happy you guys listened to that story because I was really proud that one my team just dominated. Um, I'm now a bi coastal coach winning uh, a winning coach according to my dad. Right. Dave's always on point. He's on point here. Um, so here's <laughs> here's the real question, everyone. Next game. I'm debating whether or not to wear a jacket, a tight shirt, skinny tie, slick my hair back with some skinny jeans, looking like a European coach, and go out there and have my kids drop 40 goals. What are your thoughts? You know what I'm going to say. I'm 100% for that idea. <laughs> I, I, would, I want videos. I want picture evidence. I want the whole nine yards. And... I want you to make everybody that supports these heinous rules as angry as possible at you. I like that. And you know what? The thing is this. I don't even – I'm not trying to beat – like, these are kids. I'm not trying to – we're not trying to win games by 10 goals. That's just not fun. You know, we don't want the other kids to be just absolutely miserable. But I guess I get right. really frustrated that there's an actual rule in place to make – to create – manufacture competitiveness. There we go. There we go. You can't – Fake competitiveness. No, you can't th- give the illusion of competitiveness. And that's not America that I know. <laughs> right on, brother. I mean, you and I don't know about you, Aaron. Have you ever been in a game where your team just got beat? Oh, plenty of times, man. I've been on teams that have won championships later on in the season that got absolutely demolished and embarrassed at some point of the season. It happens to anyone. It can happen to anybody. But from those losses is where you learn the most that can help improve your play later on down the line. Oh, exactly. The only team that's incapable of learning from their losses are the Browns. Oh, absolutely. But once they do, they'll have so many losses built up that they'll have nothing (laughs) else to do but win eventually. There's a little bit of flaw in that logic, but I just thought that would be funny to say. Yeah, no, what? That's that's fine. We accept that. That's. <laughs> I mean, but as awful as the Browns are, there has been no team in the NFL that sat there and said we're going to have mercy on them because they haven't had a win yet. Right, and and the thing is, I want to make this clear. I'm not I'm not the type of guy who's going to go and drop ten goals on a team just because we can do it. Like I no. at some level. I'm gonna throw kids on the bench, um, or I throw put kids, you know, kids on the bench if we're winning by a lot, or put them on defense, put them in goalie, something, right? And right. but the thing about it is, is if those kids on the bench go in there and score another ten goals, there's nothing you can really do at that point. No, I mean you're right. Like there's <laughs> there's nothing I can, and that's what I think's just funny about this is basically what kind of organization promotes that. Like, it's real, real sad, man. It's really, a really sad, sad day in America, isn't it? And you can even see it translated into college and professional sports, where basically 
the whole competitive nature of everything is lost. And all the best athletes in the world really want to do is play with their friends, make a lot of money, and find the easiest way to win a championship that they possibly can. Right. I mean, it just it feels very millennial, quite, and I, I'm one of them. <laughs> oh, I love to throw out people under the bus with that one, but you're totally right. I can't stand it. It just drives me up the wall, and and that's what I think. What bothers me, the second thing that really irritates me about this is once again, it's about the kids, right? Do you does anyone here think the kids care? Kids. Like, kids don't care no. now. Like, they do not realize any of that stuff. All the all they want to do is go out there and play a game that they love with their friends and try to have fun and of course win because you don't play any game or go into any competition. Expecting to lose or not caring about winning. Surprisingly, winning is a lot of fun. Plot twist. There we go. Point blank. Point blank. It's just so funny that people don't want that. And there, there's a great example, and um, this is an extreme one, but uh, Aaron, I'll, you probably remember this, where the girls' basketball team lost by like 100 to 2 or something. Something just ridiculous. Um, right, right, right. You talking about for um, our high school? Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot about that one. No, I, I was actually thinking of there's a different one more recently. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, share because I'm kind of unaware. So there was it was back when we were in college. There was, I remember a I was listening to Colin Cowherd, and he was talking about uh, there's a well, girls like high school team who got beat just like a drum, right? I mean, something ridiculous. Right, right. The coach who won right. the game got brought in for training and was questioned about things. And I'm like, what? That's insane. So, that is insane. So it's his fault that his team showed an absurd amount of competence compared to the right, other team. Exactly, like, man. Exactly. And at what point do you put the blame on the coach for not being a good coach and the kids for just not practicing their craft and becoming good at the sport? Why play the sport if you don't care about winning at all? I don't get it. Right, and that's that's why I think it's more confusing than anything is of everything we've talked about. It's just it's it's frustrating watching these teams, and it's frustrating seeing parents behave as such. Because I can guarantee you right now, there are a lot of parents who are probably mad at me yesterday um, on the other team. And the like, my thing is, you know what? Like, I don't care. But the truth is, you're probably just mad at me because like my team knows what they're doing, and they're actually just good at soccer. Exactly. And it it really hurts to say that because if that has nothing to do with you at all, if you want to get mad at somebody, get mad at the kids actually there beating your kids' butt on the field. Right. Like, you should be mad at the coach because I watched your warm-up and that coach has never has, – has literally probably watched, like, YouTube how to coach soccer. And they'd say, have kids line up and pass the ball back and forth to each other and then shoot. And that's what he's doing, you know. And God bless volunteers. Hey. But, yeah, so... Right, right. I see where you're going with that one. And it's nothing personal. It's just like... And, but what bugs me more than anything is we actually are trying to punish kids for doing what's right now. Thank you. Look, yeah. That's, that's a terrible tone for anything else they have going inside and outside of sports. Exactly. And, and Aaron, have you ever seen The, um, the Incredibles? I have. Have I seen The Incredibles? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. To a 90s baby. <laughs> my fault. I, I knew better. Uh, but my favorite line in that movie, 
is when he's talking is when they're arguing. He gets there um, back late or whatever, and he's talking to his wife. And he uh-huh. makes a comment and he says, why won't you let his son, who just got super speed, why won't you let him go out for sports? And she says, you know why we can't do it? And he responds with, because he'd be great. <laughs> there you go. And it's just funny. There you go. Right? And it's just, it's weird now because we're, we're basically trying to punish kids for, who are talented. I mean, I have a, this one kid, I'm not kidding. He's, he's, uh, I said the word kid there about 40 times. Sorry about that. Um, so one of my players, <laughs> one of my players, he has kept track of how many goals he has. He's got 91 goals in his playing time, and he's eight years old. All right, let's give this dude the, well, how do you pronounce this? The Ballon d'Or or whatever? Yeah, Ballon d'Or. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hand it to this kid. Forget Cristiano Ronaldo, forget Messi. We need to line up my boy Mohamed Salah and Robert Lewandowski and this kid, and those three can battle it out for the best player in the world award. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but no, seriously, it's like he literally went out there and without really trying got five goals. And... And, I mean, the fact that he's tracking his goals and tracking his progress throughout the season shows how much he actually cares. And he, he likes it. That's the thing. He's having fun. Exactly. He, like, so, and it, the worst part is having to tell kids, hey, like, what you're doing now, um, everything you're doing is right, but we can't keep doing it like that because the league that you're in doesn't support that. So, you know, truth is probably... Unbelievable. Right. I mean, ugh. It's just frustrating. Um, it's just frustrating it seeing, is. like, trying to develop, develop like, children's abilities. And what impedes uh, it is adults just sitting there and complaining about stuff. So, right, Aaron, question for you. You're coaching yeah. a team that's losing by that amount. Walk me through, right. what, like, just in any sport. It doesn't matter. Basketball, if you're losing by a lot. Like, walk me through what your thought process is. Well... My thought process would be, you know, go out there and just hustle harder than them, scrap harder than them, get on the floor, just hustle, hustle, hustle. If you can't beat them through pure skill and athleticism, just try and outwork them the best you can. And if you still lose this game, keep your heads held high, shake their hands, tell them good game. And we will live to fight another day. Beautiful. There you go. I mean, the kids lose. They cry about it, whine, complain, or whatever. They come to practice the next week. We get better. We either play better and lose again the next week, or we actually go out there and win again the next week. And that'll make that win, or even if they play better and lose, feel that much better because they learn from their mistakes from getting their butts kicked. It humbles you, and it makes you even that much more hungry. Agreed, and and it, I love that actually. That's a great answer. Sure, of course. Athlete all my life, man. I know this. I've won championships, and I've gotten demolished by eighty points. I know what coach feels like. <laughs> Speaking of getting demolished by 80 points, so we are recording this on Sunday, and just in honor of losing, the Browns scored a touchdown to tie the game and missed the extra point. They missed the extra point to go up. I am rooting for the dog pound today, baby. Ruck, there's a minute left in this game. They scored a touchdown on fourth down, fourth and five. They scored a 47-yard touchdown against the Saints. 
to tie it 18-18, an extra point they would have gone up, and they literally missed the extra point. Oh, my gosh, man. My heart. My heart. All my people up there in Ohio, God bless your soul. I'm happy y'all got Urban back this week because that's all y'all will have football-wise for a pretty long time. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy Ohio State. Uh, Yes, yes. Love Urban Meyer, man. Go Buckeyes. But, yep, so, guys, uh, we're probably going to be finishing up here um, now. But, yeah, it uh, – Aaron, well, I just wanted to get you on here to get your take. So, uh, for next game, what's your suggestion? How do I need to actually pause? Up, like Cristiano Ronaldo's European Real Madrid-looking general manager or coach – and go out there and tell them to score as many goals as they possibly can. Well, actually, no. On the other end, I want your advice on how I can better make these kids play safely, play fairly, make sure that they use the orange line that exists. By the way, I was told by the referee, hey, you, your kids really need to learn about this orange line that exists. And I was like, well, I mean, you yeah. know. Gotcha, gotcha. It's not really okay, in here, soccer. Here's so, the politically correct yes. moderation. This will teach everybody a good lesson answer here. Okay. Obey every single rule that they have to a T. Actually learn them, listen to them, and obey them. And tell your kids to listen to the rest and listen to whatever they have to say. And try your best to play and win within the compound. Okay, so I love where your head's at because you're right. Except what happens when your team can score 18 goals in 18 minutes? What do you do then? See, that's the gray area, man. That is a gray area. And I hate to sit here and tell you I don't have a good answer for it, but I really don't. But the athletic, like, bro side of Aaron tells me to tell you to tell those kids to run the score up 100 to 0. <laughs> so we need to find a happy not medium. Run, not run the score up, but play each kid the equal amount of minutes that they want you to play them, but just tell them to go out there and do their thing. You know, it's funny because, like, I, I want to make sure all the kids play, of course. Like, it's all about playing time. I get that. But I just found it to be really frustrating that there's even this kind of restriction. Like, I know. I just have never been part of an organization where it's like, yeah, you're scoring too many goals. We need you to cut that back. Yes, yes. Any parents out there listening to this, I advise you to get all the information on any league you want to put your kid into. Whether that be AAU, your local rec league, YMCA league, get information on the coaches, the parents, the rules, all of that stuff. Just to make sure that your kid is put in a league that will best benefit them as their growth as a player and as a person. Beautiful. 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 So, on that note, um, I think we're going to conclude here. Now, here's what I'd like, though, from everyone. Uh, so, if you can do me a favor, I am on Twitter at Connor Peters Podcast, uh, at, or at Connor Peters Podcast, sorry. Tweet at me, all right, because I'd yeah. love nothing more than to get the best European outfit for me to wear next week. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see these photos. So, go on there and, like, tweet me a few good pictures because that's all I'm looking for, okay? Like, I just want, like, the single most outrageous European-looking outfit. Um, if you guys saw the World Cup... You need some inspiration here. Yes. All my stylish folks out there. What's up? If you saw the World Cup, if you'll probably remember this. Remember when, um... What's-his-name showed up? Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his last name. I, Gareth, um... 
Edwards, I believe, for uh, England with his, uh, his – he's got that vest. I love that look. Uh, so, so I need stuff like that, like send stuff to me where it's like if you showed Give up to this. inspiration, guys. Exactly. We, we need to teach these kids a valuable lesson here and entertain them a little bit. I think the kids would like it too, would they not? You know, I honestly I, – I can guarantee they're going to like it and I can also agree that the other parents are on the other team are going to be like, oh, my gosh, what are we getting into? <laughs> Yeah, that, that tweet tweet your photos at this man. I, I want to see this. So tweet them. Aaron will me and him will go through them, and then I'm gonna take a picture of next week what I show up in, um, and because there's also a chance I show up in a blue shirt and sweatpants. But oh man, I can't wait to see this. That doesn't feel right. Awesome. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't it, winning by 20 goals doesn't feel good wearing if I'm only wearing that. You know, I've got to at least have a tie. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so. right. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. Um, Aaron, any last thoughts you have for us today, man? I think we about covered it all, man. Appreciate everybody giving us a listening ear. Perfect. Well, I, I do appreciate that as well. Um, if you guys uh, have anything for us, um, always shoot, shoot a tweet at me or uh, you can send me an email at uh, podcast at gmail.com. So, awesome. Well, thank you yes, guys sir. so much. Uh, Aaron, have a good day. All right. Take care.